Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Today's show is the inaugural One for the Money podcast, episode numero uno. And while the lion's share of this podcast will be devoted to the tips, tricks, and strategies regarding early retirement, which I would refer to as the what and the how of early retirement, in today's show, I will channel my inner Simon Sinek and start with the why of early retirement. For those not familiar with Simon Sinek's work, I'll include a link to his Start With Why YouTube video in the show notes. Now, many of you may be wondering, the why of early retirement seems really straightforward. I hate working and would love to stop even earlier. But as I share with clients, your retirement, and especially an early one, is far more successful when you retire to something rather than from something. And so in today's show, we'll get a little bit philosophical. But first, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Alberta, Canada, and while I feel incredibly grateful for the country to which I was born, I feel even more blessed that I now live in America. And it's not just because I've exchanged my snow shovel for a surfboard, although that certainly helps. What I truly love about America is that its purpose aligns perfectly with humanities, which I believe is this, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See the Declaration of Independence. It is this pursuit of happiness to which I want to share in more detail. Studying happiness and the pursuit thereof has been a hobby of mine, and to me, financial planning at its purest, most noble form is to assist with a person's ability to obtain happiness. However, you may be surprised to discover what the research has shown where people ultimately derive happiness. Much of what I read was from Dr. Martin Seligman's research who is an American psychologist that focuses his research on happiness. Instead of researching psychological disorders, which is noble, he analyzed those that were thriving and consequently derived what he calls the five key elements of psychological well-being and happiness. These five core elements are positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, and finally accomplishment or PERMA for short. I've included a link to the Positive Psychology website in the show notes. Positive Psychology takes you through the countryside of pleasure and gratification, up into the high country of strength and virtue, and finally to the peaks of lasting fulfillment, meaning, and purpose. Here are brief descriptions of the five elements and how financial planning can help. Positive emotion, the P in PERMA. This isn't merely pleasure, but enjoyment. Pleasure is connected to satisfying bodily needs for survival, such as thirst, hunger, and sleep, whereas enjoyment comes from intellectual stimulation and creativity. As Dr. Seligman describes, positive emotions include hope, interest, joy, love, compassion, pride, amusement, and gratitude. As described, the ways to build positive emotion include spending time with loved ones, participating in hobbies you enjoy, or it can occur while listening to music or even when expressing gratitude. My middle son is somewhat of a master with Legos. He comes up with some rather remarkable creations. These activities provide far more positive emotion than if he merely watched The Mandalorian on Disney+. 
Now, while watching Mando is a good time, it's not nearly as fulfilling for him. E, engagement. The second element is engagement can be best described in the moments you experience flow or a state of unconsciousness. This is best explained in a remarkable book entitled Flow, written by psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, which describes these optimal experiences. During flow, people typically experience deep enjoyment, creativity, and total involvement with life. What I find remarkable about the state of flow is that it occurs regardless of one's race, gender, country of origin, socioeconomic class, or any other differentiator for that matter. Instead, it occurs when you take on something where your innate skill set is challenged that requires cognitive investment. At these moments, you become absorbed in an activity and lose sense of time. Creating and playing music, wordworking, and solving challenging puzzles are just a few examples of these. I've included a link to the book entitled Flow, The Psychology of Optimal Experience in the show notes. Relationships, or the R in PERMA, maybe the most obvious component to happiness is one's relationships with loved ones. As we all know, great relationships require consistent effort. I've heard it said, how do children spell love? T-I-M-E. Enjoying quality time is critical for any relationship. In my own experience, my relationships have been enhanced when I participate with my friends and family in new experiences. When I look back at my fondest memories, they often include a family trip. For example, when I asked my kids recently what memory stands out the most from their crazy year of COVID, they immediately mentioned swimming in Crater Lake. Of course, familiar relationships do provide challenges, which is why George Burns' quote is so good. Happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. Meaning, this component of happiness is believing in something bigger than yourself. For many people, religion and spirituality provide meaning. However, this can also be provided through working for a good company, volunteering, or being part of a cause or a movement like Greenpeace. A. Accomplishments. Having accomplishments in life is important. It requires that we push ourselves to thrive and flourish. As I like to explain, if you spent the next six months preparing for and completing a marathon, you'd feel much happier than if you spent that same amount of time on social media instead. Accomplishments can really drive life satisfaction and fulfillment to the highest heights. Now, most Americans would think that money is a requisite component of happiness, yet money isn't specifically mentioned in any of the five components that Dr. Seligman discovered. However, it would be wrong to dismiss the notion that money isn't completely necessary because money can help provide the conditions that will allow one to obtain happiness. As I often share in my financial literacy classes, while money cannot buy happiness, a lack of proper money management can create conditions of misery. This was further shown in a recent Bank of America survey in which 2,000 affluent Americans were asked what the most important measures of personal success were. Interestingly, the top responses were not financially focused, but rather good health at 63%. Maybe that had something to do with the global pandemic that we're going through right now. Support of friends and family at 59%, followed by stable source of income at 51%, and money to maintain the desired lifestyle at 47%. I've included a link to the Bank of America survey of affluent Americans and where they find and define personal success in the show notes. 
In the end, financial planning is much more than managing money or helping you reduce your tax liability, although both of these are absolutely critical. Financial planning is also about accountability to the values and goals that are most important to achieving happiness. They all work together. As I like to explain to clients, your goals are the destinations of where you want to go. The financial plan is the vehicle to get you there, and the investments are the engine that drive the plan forward to these goals. I share this perspective with you because to me, financial planning at its purest, most noble form is to assist with a person's ability to pursue happiness. True financial planning will identify these goals as well as design and implement strategies to help you on your way to PERMA and on your way to the pursuit of happiness. And so I challenge all of you as you put together your financial plans that you've really focused on the factors that really impact happiness. The PERMA, you know, positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and accomplishment. Those should be the central focus of any financial planning that you do. So glad you could join us. Thanks for joining our show. Now on to the early retirement tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. In today's session, I will be going over traditional 401k versus Roth 401k. Which should you select? It's a great and important question and one I've answered for clients on more than a few occasions. But let me start first by providing an explanation. There are essentially two types of retirement accounts and the difference between them is when you decide to be taxed. The first is known as the traditional retirement account. These are the OG, the original gangster when it comes to retirement accounts. In these accounts, you elect to be taxed later when you take the money out during your retirement. Traditional retirement accounts come in an IRA version and also a 401k, 403b, and 457 retirement plans. IRAs were first established in 1974 and the 401k in 1978. The second type of account is known as a Roth retirement account, so named after the senator who sponsored the legislation to create them. In a Roth retirement account, you elect to be taxed now, so you never have to be taxed again. Roths are the new kid on the block and became an option as an IRA in 1998 and a 401k in 2001. So the big question is, which should you choose? Well, your decision should ultimately depend on what your taxes are now and what you think they will be in retirement. Now, while tax rates may seem high right now, they're actually at or near historic lows. And starting in the year 2026, all of the brackets, except the lowest, will reset higher. And they will reset 3 to 4% higher for most Americans than they currently are right now. We may even see higher taxes in the future, and I can think of 28 trillion reasons why, and that's with a capital T, why they could be. If you're not sure what that number represents, that's the U.S. national deficit, and it's steadily climbing. And so which should you do? Which, which one should you select? As a general rule of thumb, it's best to fund your traditional IRAs and your 401ks during your highest income years as your tax rates are generally higher. Usually these times occur during your 40s, 50s, and 60s, but could occur earlier. It is best to fund your Roth IRAs and 401ks during lower income years, as your tax rates are, of course, lower. This works really well when people are starting jobs right out of college during your 20s and early 30s, but it can also occur if you shifted to part-time work in the years prior to retirement. Some may think wrongly, what's the big deal? Why does it matter? 
Well, you really want to be tax diversified when you go into retirement and maximize what you can put away in both a Roth and traditional type of account. Because if all of your money is in the traditional, not yet taxed type of account, then your standard of living, really how much you want to take out of your accounts, will drive your tax rate during your retirement, which means you don't have control over your tax rate. Now, imagine you had options in retirement, both with tax-free, a Roth, and tax-later traditional retirement accounts. These are important. Now, what if all you have is traditional accounts and lower income? Well, Roth conversions are an option, but those are a different animal that will be addressed at a future Tips, Tricks, and Strategy episode. Hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions regarding how I help clients identify their goals and ensure their financial plans are pointed towards the element of happiness, feel free to reach out at my website, betterplanningbetterlife.com. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.